Fenton Raceway Park in Baytown, Texas. Welcome to the NHRA Spring Nationals in the fall. This is the award-winning In Wheel Time Car Show, your weekly go-to all things automotive place. Today's broadcast sponsored by Toyota. Let's go places. We're out here at Houston Raceway Park and the Spring Nationals. We thank you for joining us. Along with Mike out of this world, Mars, King Conrad DeLong, Jeff Zeke, and engineer David Ainsley, I'm Don Armstrong. So glad that you could join us. And I'm also very proud to uh, tell you that joining us right now uh, in our remote studio is Mr. Tony Schumacher. Uh, my gosh, I, I don't even know how to introduce you. You've won just about everything that there is to win over the years. But I want to start off with the fact that you're a Texan. Oh, and I'm loving it, man. I'll when did that. this happen? Uh, I moved here six years ago. You did know? you really? Why am yeah. I just now finding out about I it? I'm living under a rock. Yeah, well, you know. You're up in the Austin area? Yep, yep. In Austin itself or one of Actually, the Actually, in, in a town called Lakeway. Okay. Lakeway, yeah, yeah. Out on yeah. a lake. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. Just, uh, it's funny. I, I lived in Illinois my whole life. Our battery charger company, Schumacher Electric, was there our whole life. And, you know, one day I, I, I went to uh, Dominican Republic for Christmas for my birthday and I said, you know, I don't want to go home. And I realized I just never want to go home. <laughs> and maybe it's my home, <laughs> you know. So uh, I started looking around, and, and some of my friends had moved out to Austin. So I went out there and, and looked, and I said, man, I ain't going back there. Put my house up for sale, sold it, and moved. You know, That's I, awesome. I, I watched an older man walk across the street in a snowstorm after I had come back from the oh, Dominican yeah. Republic. And he didn't look left, and he didn't look right, and he had a cane. And, and I thought, you know what? He wants to get run over. <laughs> like he didn't look and i don't want to be that guy you know texas is crazy man everyone's chipper and you know tip of the hat it's just a southern hospitality is a real thing and and, and I lo i'm loving it and well, hill country is a beautiful place it's insanely to live as well. it's insanely yeah. gorgeous great people have an incredible amount of friends coming you know I, I would say up but it's not up just sideways here from from austin and uh looking forward to coming to this race a lot of my friends you know i've been off for a year and a half and, and a lot of my friends had never seen what i do and they're coming down to see top fuel and and funny car for the first time but so let's talk about that pause we missed you what what happened what's going on well i you know i miss being out here a ton but the army after 19 years we had a new secretary of the army and he said i'm going to cancel every plan i think i can recruit off the internet and then that was his his uh right to do that and, you know we appreciated the 19 years in every way shape or form so we went out and started looking for someone and what i think it was a series of just miscalculations we had someone we thought it was signed five years and uh, they just disappeared. I don't know what happened. You know, I was told it was all good to go. And, and at that point, we had dropped the ball on a few things. It was late in the season. So, you know, it's not that easy. And, you know, I, I got, I'm a firm believer that people call me, will call me, and will always call me the Sarge. And like a Clint yeah. Eastwood, he's a cowboy, you yeah. know, and, and he'd love to do some other kind of acting. But that's what we know him as. And, and you know, it, it kind of – this is the greatest thing. Global Electronic Technologies, my first sponsor right. this year. And now with Okuma and Sandvik and Toyota, it, it's like, okay, wait, I'm drifting f a little bit away from that Army thing. People see me in a different car, and it's going to help me a lot. Well, and it also, it's the loyalty to you as a driver and your history as a driver that people follow. And, yeah, the Sarge is kind of there, but now you're transitioning out of that. Absolutely. And you're going to introduce these people to all these other new products that are sponsoring you as well. Yeah, and it's great. And, you know, the – the, the great part about Okuma and Sandvik is that we, it's not just the name we put on our car, we do it for a reason, but they're in our shop. We have 28 CNC machines, you know, using the Sandvik product, right? And, and we're making 400 parts for the race car and parts for all, we have government contract stuff. So 
you know, we're good at what we do and we use the stuff. And I think one thing that made the Army so successful is it was honest, you know. I believed in what they did. We all do, you know. And, and uh, being that we're not just out sticking names on our car, we use that product to build the cars we drive, to use the stuff that what we make, what we believe in. And I think that that's great. We're, we're currently working on all kinds of deals. I have some great – I have some deals that are so fun for next year, and I'm hoping they go through, you know, uh, just the one you know army was incredible but man i worked every single day jumping out of airplanes getting yep. pushed out of airplanes driving tanks <laughs> i did a lot That's of things cool. i had and then i'd get to the racetrack friday morning and i had to do speeches while all the other drivers right. slept it was incredible recruiting to a tool, lot of work man. but it was a lot of work you know and and i got some deals now where, where i'm looking at that are just uh pretty awesome and they'll be so much fun and that's what we need to bring back you know we love we're losing some of the fun out here it's not a question fans say it they go we need we need the names we need the fun back you know it's so corporate we need some goofballs coming out here we need some we need to make we are yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) me too i'm with you well and and one of the things your your previous association with was the friday afternoon because you guys brought all the school programs in and you had an opportunity to talk to them and i know that's one of the things you talked about, it had to be a bit of a stress that that was a very important part of that relationship was coming out and talking to, you know, here, you'd have had 70, 80 high school automotive programs, even more show up and get, and get an opportunity to listen to Tony Schumacher talk to them, and they were all in awe, and, and, and met, mentor them to grow in what they're doing and kind of give them an opportunity to change their lifestyle as well through through the automotive let's program. talk for just Absolutely. a second about uh, uh racing this year after being off for a while i mean dude you just can't get into a car and expect it to win first right first round and you know uh, it's been a little bit of a struggle for you getting back in the car and getting the car up to speed and but man things are coming on strong here lately well, it's our third car in, what, five or six races. You know, I started out, Antron said, I have an idea. We need to get you in a car and fulfill some of the obligations we have to sponsors because we're no longer going to run 24 races. And that's where it started. My dad said, man, we got to get you in it. So I got in a car. It was Antron's backup car. We had uh, some guys helping out with some used parts and pieces, and that's what I got. And we ran pretty good. We qualified better than most of the cars on our team. You know, right. And, and uh, unfortunately, come race day, they're focused on Antron's car. That's okay. It's understandable. I'm just helping out and uh, trying to help with them figure out what their situation is. So then we moved on and we switched to uh, to a Leah car. Qualified number one. She crashed. Uh, had to take my car, which was the backup car, back. So then last week we we were using car number three, which was another Antron car. It had never really gone down a racetrack. We qualified extremely well and ran good. We just, uh, you know. It's nice to have Mike Green back and my guys that, you know, some of the guys I've worked with, some of the guys I didn't. But me and Mike Green have won this race. We've won championships. We're really good at working together. We don't have to – I don't have to walk in there and go, Mike, how was my drive? What do you think? He knows what I think. I know what he thinks. You guys have it. We walk in and it's a shorter – and, you know, we're we're limited on time in between rounds. So the quicker you can understand what the other person is thinking and, and read into what they're going to do, the better off you are. Well, I'll tell you what, it's great to have you back on the circuit, man. Because, I mean, you know, you bring a certain finesse that we've missed. Je ne sais quoi. Uh, what? Je ne sais quoi. 
Oh. Now, you, yeah. Okay. Forget what, what he said. What, what he, he said. said. You bring yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. you got, uh, you've got a nice rock on that hand there. Yeah. Well, that was fun. One. How many championships? To- Not enough. Eight. <laughs> Eight. Eight. But I've lost some, you know. And I tell all the kids out there, remember, there's 15 people gonna lose this race. So when your teacher tells you, you know, participation trophy is the way to go, tell them they're wrong. Because I will guarantee you, I would appreciate three or four hundred trophies on my shelf. But the ones I have, the 84, well, they simply mean more because we actually want them. And, and that's the key. We spend a lot of time with those soldiers talking about getting A-pluses and showing up showing up for the game, you know. And, and, and I think and playing with everything you got. Leaving nothing on the table, right. you know. Sometimes you don't. You know, and, and, and enjoying the moment. I was over with some super comp friends, super street, super stock. You know, and last night we were actually with Lupe Tortilla. I don't know if you know Stan yes, Hall. Yeah, very, well, yeah. very well. Yeah, and we're, and we're hanging out, and all these people, you know, we're coming up going, what's it like? I, you know, I drive this, and I'm working on this, and I, I'm working my way up. And I said, well, have you won anything? Yeah. I go, well, it's just the same as fun. If my wind light comes on or your wind light in Super Comp, it's exactly the same fun. Like, I don't get out, and I'm like, more fun, because it's just you, you appreciate what you got, work with what you have, and, you know, don't always look for the next level because once you get in the top fuel, there's no more levels. Learn to enjoy the situation you're dealt. Learn to work hard at it, you know, and, and plan, but but don't skip the fun you're having now to get to another level. Right. When you were 16 years old, what were you thinking about the rest of your life? Did you think that you would be here? No, no, I, I did not think I was going to be here, and I had no intention of racing cars. I, My dad said, you know, hey, uh, Great Lakes Dragway opens today and up, up in Wisconsin. I go, oh, cool, what channel? You know, I was, I was 16. And he goes, no, no, you just get on the highway. You go north, and there's this little <laughs> drag strip. And I did, and it was fun. I brought a helmet, ran, you know, 16.3 seconds in the quarter mile in an 86 Trans Am. And I got – you get hooked pretty quick. Yeah, exactly, you know? yeah. I mean, it, it's – my, kid, my two sons right now, even my daughter who's 15, she's like, I'll go up and drive something. My two sons both, both have electric cars. I can't even understand it. My, my <laughs> oldest talked the younger one into it. Now they both, so now they want to go up and drag race them up in San Antonio. You know, so I got Paul, the owner of San Antonio, Elmo Speedway. He's going to let them go up and, and, ra- and have a, you know, that's what I need. My two kids stage. But if they're going to do it for the first time. Get it off the street. Absolutely. Get it on the track. That's, that's where you want to learn yeah. what dad has done for a reason all this time. Electric no prep, right? Oh, my God. I'm thinking of grease in the track, man. Just make it fun. Learn to drive. <laughs> totally drifting, man. Drifting. <laughs> drifting. Yeah, that's it. You're a great interview. We really appreciate you stopping by. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. And good luck in qualifications today. So, weather, what do you Outstanding. think? Outstanding. You think? Yeah, I'm gonna buckle up. I'm gonna wear two mouth guards because if you don't make it, it's not because you're gonna smoke the tires. You're gonna shake and it's gonna be violent. So yeah. the fans, you know, you're gonna win. Come out, spend the money. This is a great, great place. Great, yeah. great racetrack. I went up and sat in the stands last night. It was beautiful. Great view. Great, great. Everything about it was awesome. And wow. and cars ran fast, man. You yeah, it's so nice. You're gonna have a great day. I mean, Record, we got a lot of good cars. Will Record records time. be sent today. I, have a good chance. Have a good chance. Good. Yeah. Tony Schumacher, yep. we appreciate it. Yeah, uh, eight-time top fuel champ, all-time leader in top fuel wins with 84, and driver of a global electronic technology dragster. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're going to take a quick break Thanks. here on the In Wheel Time Car Show. Coming to you live today Thanks, from Houston Raceway Park. From Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood Squares. With Paul Lynn in the center square. (laughs) 
show music does to the guy. Yes, it does. I, like, I kind of like it. Tell him, tell him what he's won. Tell him what he's won. Tell him what he's won. Don Pardo. No, or, or Johnny Olson. This Johnny. is Johnny Olson speaking. Yeah, so. You have won a trip to the NHRA event in anybody, Baytown, Texas. Anybody would love that. Well, just in time and wow. on cue, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, <laughs> Mr. Antron Brown. Brother, it is good to see you. It's great to be back. How have you been? I've been great. Been great. I uh, want, you know, I don't know as if you know this, but the interview that we did with you uh, last year at this race um, won an award. What? Yeah. Didn't what? you get the trophy? I sent it. Hey, what award did it win? The longest winded interview? No, it, was, it wasn't quite that. It was best uh, in craft for uh, uh, radio the Texas show. Auto Riders Association. All the journalists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? That's yeah. awesome. So thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's you guys doing the show. I just was on at the right time. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> right. And back then, my hair was dark brown, and oh, look gosh. what's happened since then. Yeah. I know. you talking about you. your hair was dark brown. Look at mine. Mine just cut off. It goes too fast. It cut off. It goes makes too it more fast. aerodynamic. You still got some. Hey, Three <laughs> grass doesn't grow on busy streets. No, it doesn't. Actually, I just keep the streets trimmed down. I got a very florist highway, I'll call it. So Antron uh, is driver of the Matco Tools Global Electronic Technology Top Fuel Dragster. He's three-time Top Fuel champion. Um, first ever Top Fuel win actually came from here back in 2008. Yes, yes. I remember like yesterday we were here, and that's when I was racing for David Powers, who's a hometown boy with uh, David Powers Homes. And that was our fourth race into the season that year. And we were was that, the, that wasn't the year that you came from Pro Stock Bikes. Yes, that's my rookie that was year. The, wow. That was that's it. That's my rookie year. Good memory. And, uh, and I remember because we had a lot of people even give it, and Dave went through a lot of ridicule, and Lee Beard was the crew chief at the time. And they're going through a lot because people are going, you took this kid from racing pro stock bikes and you expect to win with him in a top fuel car? Yes. And that's what they were going. And they had to defend themselves. And all they knew was my work ethic. And Lee knew what I put in at the race shop <clears throat> and how much I love this sport. And I was very mechanically inclined. And I knew all about the race cars. And we went testing. I literally only had 16 laps down the racetrack before we raced our first race in Pomona, California, because oh we, had, my wow. gosh. We, had bad, we had bad weather in Florida, so we couldn't get all the testing in, oh, so we came yeah, to Phoenix, yeah, yeah. and that's when we got all of our laps in, and we came out our first race, and we qualified number one. And in our fourth race in, we won. Then everybody was looking at this team, and, and what, 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 how what, they what how they cheated to get this rookie all the way <laughs> to the top. It. How about that kid from bikes in the, in the funny car? That's it, and then everybody else was like, is this kid the real deal? And Lee Beer goes, this kid's the real deal, Holyfield. I remember him saying that. And uh, that was a lot of credit, but the real credit was that we just had a phenomenal team. We had, a, we had Lee Beard. We had Mike Domagala, Rip Reynolds, Brad Mason, Red Wayne. I mean, we had all these guys that came together that were just – we all clicked together. It was a new team, but, the, like, everybody was, like, the best in their field. And only thing, the weakest link was me. I was a rookie. But <laughs> – I didn't have to learn how to race again. I just need to learn how to drive the car. All those years racing pro side bikes, I know the tree game. I know the staging game. I know what's going to come at me. And I just had that poise where I didn't let nothing get to me. I got into my zone, and I just did everything that I could do good. I just try to do as good as I can to get the race win. So 
what uh, what have you been doing with all this time off and this crazy schedule and no racing and what, what have you been doing? You know, uh, I just took advantage of our time off, and the way I took advantage of it is for one, my wife was sick of me. She's ready to kick me out. <laughs> yeah. well, you're not by yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, not the only one. Number two, I really took up all the time and enjoyed the time with my kids. Uh, awesome. My kids. How like, old are your kids? Uh, my son Anson, 16, and our youngest boy Adler, he's 12. And my daughter, she went away to dance school, so she's 19. Well, she's about to be 19. She's 18. And uh, what we've done is that when the tracks opened up, the local tracks, I started doing a lot of racing with them in their junior dragster cars. So oh. they've been racing junior dragsters since they were like six and seven, eight years old. So I just took full advantage of it where I was at every racetrack when we weren't racing, racing with them. And they're worn out on drag racing right now because I said, my dad goes, we're racing again. It became like a job for them. <laughs> I said, I said, Welcome to my world, kids. <laughs> well, I told him, I said, you can't hit the rewind button. Only thing you could do is go forward. So I said, I'm, we're doing everything that we can because when you guys get old and, and age out, we can't hit rewind. So let's go back and do this. So we're doing everything that we can. So I took full advantage of our time awesome, out yeah. and spent a lot of time with the family. Because and you'll also, never get that back. You won't. And, yeah, and what a great won't. opportunity to teach your kids what you do as well and, and bond over uh, racing. Oh, for sure. And you learn a lot from them. And But the craziest part, what this racing does for these kids at young ages I'm looking at them, and they're learning all the stuff that I learned when I was, like, 20, 21, 22. They're learning it at, like, 10, 11, 12 years old. And my kids are looking at me and goes, Dad, why are you laughing at me? I said, because you're learning the craft that I did when I was in my 20s as a teenager. Do you yeah. know how dangerous that's going to make you when you get to be 20? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's going to be – it's not even going to be fair. What is this I hear about uh, transitioning to – own your own team under the DSR banner? What, yeah. what is that? Well, I've been working on that. This has just been starting. Uh, this is the first year. This last year it just started. Great and, year to choose. Huh? And Yeah, tell me about <laughs> it. And uh, But, like, Don Schumacher still owns the team and everything else right now. And what we're doing is as I, like, drive and get my own partners aboard, and I'm growing my own partners where I can actually take it over and actually run my own race team. So, you know, with all the COVID stuff, it put a little setback to it. So we probably got one more year of going through it. But I'm growing, and what, it, and uh, I'm really pushing hard my personal self just in the next year to own my own race team. And what a cool partnership Don uh, Schumacher's been to help you along doing that, as opposed to creating a point of separation because of that. You well, know. well, Don, at the end of the day, he has done so much for this sport. Gosh. From when you're looking at starting out with his own son, Tony, to a one-car team, to being a multi-tier car owner from, like, three dragsters to four funny cars to having four dragsters and four funny cars when this whole deal happened. I mean, he's definitely pushing away. But the thing about it is he's always pushed people to say, if you want to do something, go do it. You know what I mean? But he's not going to sugarcoat you for you. He ain't going to He doesn't give, sugarcoat no, anything. He ain't going to give you nothing. Right. But he'll help steer you along the way. And that's what makes you good or makes you better because you're able to go through it. And he'll tell you all the shortfalls that you got to watch out for. Antron, you got this, you got payroll, you got, you got insurance, you got 
all these other things that you cannot change, the light bill, the truck bill. All, all the business uh, things all the that business you don't think stuff about. Yeah. That pe- a lot of people never think about. And learn from his experiences. Oh, absolutely. Well, he's a, real, well, he's a successful businessman. Oh, Schumacher Very, Electric yeah. to all these race teams and everything else. I mean, but the man, he'll tell you first, Clay goes, Antron, I always wasn't the smartest. But he goes, I always outworked them. Yep. And that's the key. you got to put the work in. And I've been putting the work in for years, and now it's time for me to try to get that next – that's my next step of my career to go that route. Because at the end of the day, the Don Schumachers and the Connie Colettas, they're not going to be here forever. You know what I mean? Just like the Perdomes and the Bernsteins weren't here forever. Right, right. right. You find what I mean? So who's next? Antron so, Brown. So Antron we, Brown. That's the game plan, and you've got to – With the gotta, award-winning interviews. Hey, I love it. You gotta inspire people. Right? Quick, I want to talk to you real quick about new crew chief Brian Karate's come over. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I got Brian Karate. Brian Karate came back. He was my crew chief that we won all the championships alongside with Mark Oswald. And a lot of people are making making uh, fun of it and everything else because we struggle just to get our stuff back to where it needs to be. Right. Yeah. So we're getting there. And everybody's going, uh-oh, when's the dream team going to turn it on? Because they call our team the dream team for all the races that we won sure, together. Sure, And uh, it's, it's coming. It's coming. And, uh, and I'm looking very forward to it, getting back out there to do what we do. And that's going out there and take ground wins and then getting race wins. And everything else takes care of itself. But right now, Steve Torrance and those Capco boys are the cream of the crop. And uh, they got our share of what we used to do out there. And you want and, it back. And, oh, trust me. They know it's coming. And we're, we're coming. We're exactly. coming full bore. Well, but you've got a great relationship with uh, Steve as well. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's my brother. I mean, it's my brother in Christ and my brother from another mother. We always tell each other. And we push each other. Like, I mean, <clears throat> I'll do anything for that for that man off the racetrack. And he knows it. And I know he'll do the same for me. And... When we race, we bring out the best in each other. We're each other's truest competitor. I always tease him. I said, he's Rocky, and I'm, I'm Apollo. Well, Apollo's still got some fighting left in me. I ain't ready to give it up yet. <laughs> Anton, it's great to see you, man. Always. Best of always. luck this weekend. You think this weather's going to – and the sea level and I, all – Oh, it's going to be fast. It's all going to come together. It's no crashes, no, no burn downs, no, no. none of that stuff it's this consensus week. Consensus is records. Oh, absolutely. This – this, this is the type of weather where we can set definitely the track record for here. You know what I mean? Because normally, we race here normally in the spring. We can run really fast, but we never have where it's overshaded and cloudy. And the weather is drier out there right now. Yeah. Like when we normally come here, we normally have 90 to 80 water grains, well, so 100 yeah. water grains. It's only at 60 water grains oh, wow. right now. So with that air being dry, we'll make a lot better power. So watch out. Best and with the of cool luck conditions. to you today, man. I appreciate y'all. Always Thank great being Thank you. Thank we'll you. Absolutely. Okay. Great. Thank you. Brown, uh, top fuel driver uh, with uh, Toyota, as a matter of fact. And uh, we really appreciate him stopping by. He is your three-time top fuel champion, driving the Macro Tools Global Electronic Technology Drive. And you can't see it off stage, but he immediately goes to some young kids to get some pictures taken with him. Yeah, absolutely. What a, what a champion. Hey, you know, you can always get a hold of us through Facebook, our website, or email us at info at inwheeltime.com. Splash and go, and we're back with Conrad's Car Clinic. Coming to you live today from the Houston Raceway Park and the NHRA Spring Nationals in the fall. We appreciate you being with us. This is our first time out since uh, before COVID hit. Yes. Boy, it has been a challenge. We had a lot of changes here with all of our equipment. Thank you, David Ainsley. Time now for Conrad's Car Clinic. And... The subject today is, I can't wait, Tomater. 
Totally. But, you know, in, in honor of Camping World being the new uh, series uh, sponsor for NHRA uh, drag racing, I thought we'd talk a little bit about maintenance necessary on your trailers. You know, so you're going to be towing that trailer behind you. You come out to a, a race event, you know, all these guys have got car trailers. You go down the, uh, the spectator side and all these people have their uh, trailers and motorhomes out here lined up on the track. Well, trailers take a lot of maintenance to make sure that you're safe driving down the road. So anytime just before you head out in your trailer, you want to do a few things. You want to check the operation of the brakes, whether you have electric brakes or whether you have surge brakes. Now, if you don't know what surge brakes are, that's a, a hydraulic braking system. As you brake and the weight of the trailer pushes against the tow hitch, it applies the brakes. So surge braking is a little bit different. Where electronic brakes, it's actually electronically hooked into your vehicle. So as you apply the brakes, the trailer brakes. So depending on the type of system you have, you want to make sure that you're checking the operation on the uh, surge brakes. Make sure that the master cylinder's got plenty of fluid in it. Looking at the shoes and drums that are on the trailer. Uh, always want to make sure you check the safety chains. Make sure the safety chains are there, that they haven't rusted. You know, you'll see every now and then a safety chain gets kind of rusted and the, and the, uh, the weld breaks on them. Uh, check them for damage, replace them as necessary. Uh, look at the coupler, the receiver, the ball hitch that's in it as well, that everything's uh, lubricated correctly because you want to make sure you get a little bit of grease on that. Um, check the wheel bearings, make sure that they're not loose, worn, or damaged, and lubricate the wheel bearings as needed. You know, and depending on what you use your trailer for, the wheel bearing uh, lubrication is pretty critical. If you're dropping a boat in the water, you need to change the grease in those wheel bearings much more frequently than if you're driving something on dry land. And then if you're dropping it in salt water, oh my gosh, you have to use a proper grease for the salt water that's going to get in there and damage the grease on it as well. You know, check your tire pressures, uh, check your wheel lugs every time, make sure that they're tight, because the last thing you want to do is have some damage 